Hi families, welcome to this episode. Before we get started, I wanted to take a second to tell you about Gab Wireless. They are the creators of the world's safest phones for kids ages four and up. Now I'm speaking as a parent who has had to deal with making the decision of whether or not to get my kids cell phones. So I highly recommend that before you buy your child a cell phone, do yourself a favor and look into Gab's devices. They are the perfect alternative to fully loaded smartphones and they include everything that your child needs to stay connected to you, minus the distraction and risks like social media and the internet. Plus, I can personally attest to how nice it is to talk to my children on their own devices instead of having to go through my ex. (laughs) Um, For example, my older daughter, who's around 12, has the Premium Plus phone now, uh, and my youngest, who is six, has the watch, which she's had for a couple of years, and they call me whenever they need me and send me texts whenever they need me. So it's been really, really awesome for us. Um, Not to mention how super affordable Gab's devices and accessories and calling plans are. So if you're in the market for a phone for your child, go to Gab Wireless, that's G-A-B-B wireless.com, and at least comparison shop, right? No harm, no foul. Um, and if you decide to shop and get something, you can get an exclusive discount just for being an, a listener if you use our promo code. And that code is CoParent. See, easy to remember. C O P A R E N T, CoParent. Um, so feel free to use it. And if you become a proud Gab parent, don't forget to tag us on social media. (laughs) Hi, this is Rosalie Farnsworth, host of the Co-Parenting Collective podcast and the founder of the groundbreaking online support community that helps co-parenting families go from survival to thriving, or what I like to call happily even after. I've worked with hundreds of families worldwide, and today's guest is one of them, but she has become my dear friend, and her name is Lucy Gomez. She hails from San Diego, California, and I cannot wait for you to hear her story and perspectives and the progress that she has made. So let's dive in. Hello, (laughs) and welcome to the Co-Parenting Collective. I have my gorgeous, I can call you a friend now, right? Yes, I think you so. Know we, you know, we just missed our anniversary. The very oh. first messages that we sent back and forth were uh, October 27th of last year. Happy Isn't that ridiculous? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, this is my guest, Lucy Gomez, and I'm just going to go through some stats really quickly. Lucy lives in San Diego, California. And she's divorced, uh, mom of a gorgeous little two-year-old boy, uh, certified yoga instructor, right? Correct. And work-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. So that means you have at least, let's see, that's, you know, a job, two people. So you have three jobs. Okay. Um, and she's uh, pub- she published an article uh, recently on Love What Matters. Um, she loves plants and roller skating and is on the hunt for a bonus mama and a stepdaddy. Yeah. 
supposed to be funny, but <laughs> no, no, not aggressively looking. No, not aggressively, but you know, just in case mm-hmm. somebody's mm-hmm. somewhere is watching. This is a wide oh, net, right? Hey, <laughs> or listening, <hey>. right? <laughs> so can I read from just our conversations just to give a context? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's over a year. And I wanted to read one of the first messages that you sent to me, which I think considering where you were in the process was mm-hmm. absolutely uh, amazing. Girl, I, I was scrolling today over a year's worth. Of- <laughs> you like- talked a lot. <laughs> How did you manage? <laughs> Especially I send you messages all day. So you probably like, stop. Does my finger look more muscular? <laughs> Um, all right, let's see. Okay. Um, once he is ready, okay. It would be the best for our son. Once he is ready to become friends again, it would be best for our son. And I truly hope that he finds love and which I, which I thought was really beautiful. And I commented back to you. And then you said, I envisioned down the road four beautiful parents that love our son. I'm going to let you talk about a little bit about what had happened to cause your marriage yeah. to go sideways or every way, um, <laughs> just every way, except just real quick, you know, real quick. Yeah. And then we'll get onto the co-parenting, but to have those kind of messages where you were in the process, you were literally in the middle of your divorce. You were literally breastfeeding your son and trying to start your life all over again. And had, you know, you were in a new apartment, right? You were everything, all the stuff was happening and it was right around. So that was the end of October. So it was just pre-holiday and there's a lot going on. So. So at that time, Leo and I had just gotten back from Spain. Mm -hmm. I guess let's back up. The reason um, for my divorce was my ex told me he was having an affair with a coworker of his, a female I knew, and that they were expecting a baby. Um, I know marriages aren't perfect, so I was still willing to go to counseling with him. And I said, you know, if you have another baby on the way, we will work through this as a family, if you're willing to. He was yes, no, back and forth a few times. And at this time, we were already in Spain. He had bought tickets for Leo and I to leave um, prior to him telling me about the affair. So and he had he had wanted you to go to Spain because of the affair. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I mean, he, he was like, go away. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, yeah. it was almost played off as a... Um, go be with your sister because my sister lives there. Um, And at the time there was just a lot of, and I don't want to use the term loosely, but it was a lot of emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was going through postpartum depression as well. Our son Mm -hmm. was only a few months old. So I was very sensitive to anything he would say, but it came down to, I could say purple and it would be offensive to him. So I, we weren't communicating at all. He wasn't coming home. And while we were in Spain, he just said that I should stop contacting him if it did not involve our son and he would rather be with the other woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's when, of course, it was heart wrenching. But at the end of the day, I 
feel like I almost swallowed all of it, didn't want to deal with the emotions of my marriage ending. Mm -hmm. I went into like mama mode. Okay, I can't be sad. I can't cry. I can't do this, especially because I was breastfeeding and he would always say, don't cry. You're going to feed him sad milk. (laughs) So God. I was, I was Not very, true. um, right. Like, right. Um, yeah. Undepressed. Right. Right. So yeah, that's, that was the end of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, once I returned from Spain a couple of months after that, um, while he was handing our son over at my apartment that he rented out for us, uh, he walked out and a lady came up to me and served me with papers. So that was wow. how I was served with my divorce so that was oh my god okay with my son breastfeeding on me right right wow I mean it's fun look at us we're like smiling at it but if we were if back then it wasn't really that funny and to have somebody tell you don't feel anything get out of here don't Mm -hmm. bother me I want to go sort of honeymoon with my mistress and then a lot of threats came in from her so it was difficult for me to let go Yeah. When I was receiving, it it was just, it was almost like a child's play, Mm -hmm. which was difficult to maneuver because this isn't a game. We have a baby. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So that makes, to bring it full circle, I mean, that's what makes your messages sort of miraculous because to even be in that mindset, taking all that backstory and you're still, the weight of it's on you because he's still going to work, right? Yes, he is. He's still living his life, right? Yes. And you're still so focused on your son. I know that, you know, the first couple of years are always so intense. And, you know, it's newborns going through, you know, whatever the birth was. And then you end up um, with this little baby and you're like, what? Like what, what, do I what, do? what just happened to everything I imagined it was going to watch just what the fuck? Yeah. You like, whoa. So it's jarring. But so fast forward to us, you know, to our messages and things like that. You were already manifesting when you were over all day. So yes. <laughs> yes. You're already there. You're like, okay, if this is not what it's going to be, then this is what I want next. So, um, yeah, and it was rough. I remember, you know, remember when you, you know, we spoke about like in January when you had to go back to court and that was that one, that one time was, it was a lot. Um, but he wasn't like, he had time. He had, um, what was his time last year? Um, I think it was a few hours. Yeah. And something for weekends, but it didn't end up working out like that. Right. And then he didn't want the baby by himself. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, of course. Um, So we used to stick to the rules because during our divorce, he had a lawyer. I did not. And as soon as they mentioned um, his visitation hours, Mm -hmm. for me, I, I was a little scared at first because he had never been with Leo alone. So before we even had a court order, um, I said, okay, let's start gradual. Leo is breastfed Mm -hmm. and um, he's never been alone with you. He's always looking for me for comfort. Yeah. Um, So we started slowly at parks 
and I would step away and go hide out of Leo's vision. Like just mm-hmm. make sure you didn't see me. So it could be just him and dad. So we would get familiar, right? And or also and for your ex's job, he was always traveling, right? Too. So right. he was gone At a lot. Time, he was traveling pretty frequently. Um, and I was in the industry he's in, so I completely mm-hmm. understand yeah. his busy schedule. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's always having to cater to make sure both his job is taken care of and most mm-hmm. importantly, our son. Right. But yeah, absolutely. So we started with two hour visits. Um, and then we moved into, I think it was four hour visits then six hour visits, then eight hour visits. And then during COVID, I said, hey, we're home all the time, whatever your work allows. Mm-hmm. So it's been giving them time to really bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it has changed a lot. And that has always been my intention because I want Leo to know his dad as a parent, not a visitor. Right. right. It's kind of, it's no one's fault really. It's what we're told is supposed to happen. And we're fed this marketing line of best interests of the child, but a lot of times that does, doesn't really have anything to do with the child. It has to do with these old-fashioned rubber stamping parenting plans that the court whips out, fills in your name, and says, here, do this with your kid. Yeah. That's not best interests of the child, you know, especially a breastfeeding baby that has really been around dad, right? So Right, and his lawyer actually tried to get me to stop. But- Stop breastfeeding. Yes. yes. (laughs) Overreaching much? (laughs) Well, they wanted a date. They're like, so when is it going to stop? I can try. I can. Your ex said what? What did your ex say about that? That was his Uh, lawyer, right? Yep. So he he stayed pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. They were saying that later on, and because we went back to court so many times later on, he's like, you know, whatever's best for our son. But it was very much. He needs to stop at this age. He needs to stop at this age. He should have stopped already. And the lawyer's rush, of course, is always money driven. Mm-hmm. So it was, let's start overnight. Let's do more hours of visitations. He even tried to say, if dad can't make it to visitation, grandparents will pick him up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, so this is a game of time mm-hmm. to, you know, financial. It was, it was really ugly with his lawyer. And I think that's the reason I chose not to get a lawyer because to fight, to have two lawyers fighting for our son when they don't even know who we are, who who you are, who your child is, what, you know, what anyone's needs are. Right. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Yeah. And we had a lot of conversations about, about that. Oh, you know, (laughs) I'm very passionate about this. (laughs) Yes. Oh, what the courts do to families to cause it ends up being collateral damage. It's you know? terrible because I mean, you could give them a slight pass and say, "Well, there's so many families coming at them. What are they supposed to do? Get to know everybody individually?" Well, right. you know, a little bit of more questions and less. Do this. Do this. Do this. File this. Fight this. And I and it always comes back to the parents. So your ex should have said, "Well, hold on a second you're overreaching. Mm-hmm. You don't need to tell us when we're going to stop, you know, when my ex-wife, when she's going to stop nursing our son, that's out of bounds. Mm-hmm. So things like that. But um, yeah, so I think it's really, I, I think what you've done. And so now we'll come back to, <laughs> to what you're doing now, yes. <laughs> but you know, the, the important thing is to 
And parents have to understand that the best interest of the child is what you have to say about your child. And it literally, like, obviously a baby can't talk, but you still know what their routines and rhythms are. So the best interest of a child should have to do with the actual child, with that individual child, their personality and their needs and their wants and what their life has been. Stop thinking that you have to go get a lawyer and have the lawyer suddenly be the mouthpiece for a family they know nothing about. Right. Yeah. And he used the intimidation um, tactic. He pulled me outside of the courtroom. He told me I was crazy. He told me this and that. And he even tried to kick me out of the courtroom so that he can talk to my ex. And he's like, can you give us some space? And I was like, absolutely. Oh I'm outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I may not be a lawyer, but I'm no dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally outrageous. Outrageous. So anyway, then and then we had COVID. Enter, yes. enter stage left. But that ended up being for you, I hate to say blessing. And your family kind of was because it brought dad home and they gave him more time. And it opened up a window of opportunity for you guys to really reconnect. For but sure. as as exes and as parents. So there was no reconciliation. It was just now the two of you, what are you, what are you gonna do? So, you know, how did that, how did that progress? So you went from, it was a few hours here and there and zero overnights and, right. and your son was one mm -hmm. to yeah. then we go into COVID and then it got a little better and a little worse. And, you know, it's, it's, sometimes we still run into the ups and downs, but it's yeah. Like, and you um, always will, by the way. Yeah. Because sure. you're still like, there's still many milestones for you yes, guys yes, to hit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, during COVID, he would come over for two hours at a time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't tell him two hours. He would just come for two hours and leave. Mm -hmm. um, he, at the time, he was living pretty far away, an hour 45. Yeah, I remember. He would drive an hour 45, stay two hours, leave. And then. <laughs> right. Wow. So, yeah. After he did it a few times, I was like, you're welcome to stay longer. And it was uncomfortable. We hadn't had any dialogue other than in the through court. Through the attorney, right, in court, yeah. And everything was done through email. Everything was done through the app that the court appointed. Like everything right. was so by the book that mm -hmm. we had no relationship. Right. And I used to leave when he would get here just to give him space. I would go and work in my car or go wherever. But because it was COVID, um, but it was fine. I just wanted to allow him space. It was a little awkward at first because I had to also trust that he was coming into my space. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is my home. This is right. my my area. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I offered him to stay longer if he wanted to. And little by little, um, it was, do you want us to walk the dog with you? Or when he would come for weekends, when things gradually started to open up. Um, do you want to go get breakfast or a cup of coffee with Leo before yeah. for my weekend? Mm -hmm. so it was little by little, but holy heck. Yeah. It made a big difference. Yeah. And his yeah. birthday happened in May. So it was after a couple months of COVID. So by then it was still a little bit awkward, but it was nice that he came here. Um, we, I told him, I was like, I don't care to look at the schedule. I don't care if it's your day or my day. Mm -hmm. 
it's his birthday. Let's mm-hmm. celebrate with him. Let's do things that make him happy. Right. Yeah. Is, is he back to work full time or no? He is. He, he is. never stopped. Okay. He just didn't travel as much. Right. So, so he was always working. He just wasn't Correct. away. Yeah. Okay. I want to draw this out because an interesting happen, thing happened. So you had moved from where you were and then as through this process, you moved, you know, that, like you said, that hour and 45 minutes away. So then dad did what? Moved closer. Right. Um, it's still um, 40 minutes away or so. Mm-hmm. It's a healthy distance for us. Mm-hmm. I'm sure as time goes by and, you know, maybe if we choose to live closer, so Leo has both parents more accessible, it would mm-hmm. be nice. Mm-hmm. But he And you're going to run into, you know, school is going to sure. come up here in the next few yeah. years. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he moved closer. Um, Leo can see him more. Yeah. See him more often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think also it was, it almost, and I, I don't want to speak for him, but mm-hmm. from what I observed, it almost forced him to be more present. Mm-hmm. Um, when we lived closer to him, it was almost like the visits were taken for granted in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, he was constantly working or on his phone, which I get it. He's very, very busy. And I, his work is amazing what he does. You know, I, I learned a lot from him, mm-hmm. business aspect, but when it comes to parenting, it's okay. You get him X amount of hours. Let's, let's how about on. you learn from me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and why not? Yeah. More quality time. Um, right. when he was further and now that he's a little bit closer, it's, it's been nice. You know, how are you feeling now a year later? Cause I know that over the, in our conversations, I used to tell you, I'm like, this is going to be a dramatically different conversation a year from now. And here we are a year from now. And so much has changed, but you know, so much has gotten better. Mm -hmm. Some of the sticking points are still there, Mm -hmm. but you're, I think you guys are, are working, you know, working through some of that still, but you can talk to each other, you know, have conversations, share pictures. What else are you guys doing that you were not doing? So Leo was crying for his dad this morning um, because yesterday he had visitation. Mm-hmm. And when he was leaving, Leo was kind of falling asleep. So he kind of noticed his dad was leaving, but didn't say bye. Yeah. When he woke up, he started to cry looking mm-hmm. for his dad. Mm-hmm. So I text him, Leo's crying. He said, would you like to call? So we called him. Right. And that dialogue I don't think would have happened a year ago right. oh, no I know what it happened. right <laughs> so just and they just chatted for a while about yeah. what he's gonna do today and he was fine so it's just better yeah not sticking to a schedule mm-hmm. I th- and I think that that is huge because you know I think sometimes people give more credit to like a puppy that they're training than they do their own child's sensibilities who understand what's going on and intuitively know what's going on between their parents. And I do exactly that. And it's, and it is literally a game changer. Like you said, you just texted him. Is it a good time to call, call, talk to dad. He feels better. It's over with, but what would have happened if he wasn't able to do that? You know, if they're communicating to you something, why would you ignore that? You know, I mean, if that's your a need that your child has, 
So that's amazing. So now Leo can pretty much it's open access, right? Sure. And now that he communicates, it's, he'll tell me when he wants to go over there. And of course, yeah. like when his dad's at work, I can't be like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. At least he expresses that he wants to go over there and play. And he, he has his own room at his dad's house. So he's so excited to take on this role of being a big boy right. just, <laughs> and just doing boy things with his dad yes, yes. just Aww. watching that bond of, mm-hmm. of of them two getting to know each other on a deeper mm-hmm. level than just like time slots of visitation right. that has made the world of difference um yeah, even yeah. in my heart because yeah. I just took on so much guilt after the divorce of what's gonna happen to him mm-hmm. and at the time he didn't, his dad didn't want to be as present um, without saying it. It, mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, being on the phone or being distracted during visitations. So my fear, and I remember I told him in court once, I was like, I can't force you to be a parent. Right. Like, I want you to be a parent, but mm-hmm. I can't force you. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be in his life, I need it to be genuine or not at all, because you're not going to take them through the emotional toll of like, I'm here, I'm not here. And I grew up without a father. And I was just like, I'm not going to put my baby through that. Uh Like, if his dad is present, let's do this. Let's co-parent. Let's, we're going to do this for our son. Exactly. Yeah. And look at Leo is, you know, a million times better. And I, and again, you guys were in that two year window. So there's so much that happens and that's so much that happens with the baby and their growth and their development. And I'm not going to generalize this, but I know that a lot of men fathers are not going to admit they're just not into the baby phase, right? It's too much. It's it's like the crying and the poopy diaper, you know, like, what do I, and then to have a breastfeeding, you know, what am I going to, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Right. That doesn't let them off the hook. They could be supportive of mom and then, you know, that, that it's all connected, but that aside, you know, I think a lot of men have to grow into the role and this is first baby for both of you. Yes. And you know, it's, it's a lot. And then you add in the rest of what went on and, um, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, I think sometimes we just have to give it time and, giving time allows someone to grow into that space for sure which i think is important everybody too right leo too because he's getting older and his voice is going to get louder and he's going to become more independent um i'm so proud of you guys i'm so proud of you i should tell you (laughs) i honestly i couldn't have done it without you no i i i think like i said at the beginning i think you're you were already your mind is was in the right gear and I think you just weren't sure, you know, because you were in the court system and the court system can eat you alive. It can just eat crazy. people alive. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, a little bit. I hate court. I hate court. I almost vomited before I went. <laughs> it's scary. It's a scary place. And then when you there's, you know, the stakes are so high with your family. This is your kid. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like. I think family and court do not belong together. Those are two no. words that don't belong no, together. No. <laughs> and you know, for some people, I get it. it they think it's the route for them. Mm-hmm. I respect that, but just in try, try lightly, right? It just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so. I know. 
So, well, I, you know, I love you. And I think, you know, I think you're doing an amazing job. I can't wait to meet you in person. I know. When this COVID is over, it's happening. (laughs) You're either going to come here to Florida or I'm going to California, which I haven't been out there in a million years. Yes. But um, I don't know. Do you have any questions for me since we're live and Mm. anything you want to ask me? So I did something. (laughs) Okay. I think I might've briefly mentioned it. I'm not too sure. So we had our hopefully last mediation last week Mm -hmm. and I'm still in the process of trust. So Mm -hmm. his dad is still seeing the same woman Mm -hmm. on and off. So I asked the mediator if, and him, if he agreed to put it in writing that if we choose to, um, bring our significant other around Leo, especially um, overnights. Mm -hmm. So with overnights that we would let each other know. Yeah. Because for me, it's a safety thing. Mm -hmm. Um, He, during our separation, he mentioned he was physically afraid of his girlfriend. So bringing our son into that photo and maybe it was at the time, but it doesn't mean that it takes it away that he said that to me. Right. Well, listen, it was a, first of all, something had to happen, right? Right. This is what I try to do. I try to follow this back. So there's a lot that goes into the thought coming out of your mouth. So something had to happen. He had to think about it. Who knows how long he thought about it. It was still with him and he decided to voice it. So it's a lot going on. So it can't be nothing. I mean, I can't imagine it was nothing, like something you just threw out there. Right. Um, but yeah, so I- Are you being like overdramatic to put that on paper? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Did they do it for you though? Yes, for both. They did? I, I okay. told him, I said, you know, if we're doing it for you, you're the father of our son, of course. Mm-hmm. Also out of respect, like- Yeah. Being a man around and- I'm sorry, this is not a revolving door. <laughs> I'm not right, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're healthy for our son. So I told him I would respect the same thing. If I want to introduce Leo to someone that I think is going to be in my life, I want to have that conversation with him, especially if there's overnights involved. Right. Obviously, it would be great if Leo was, let's say, with you and Eddie was you know, going to introduce you to somebody. So you're there and Leo's there and his significant other or whoever that ends up being, <laughs> but let's say that, you know, a new one. I know. no, stop pimping me. No. <laughs> so, um, so it would be everyone together because think of it from Leo's perspective. He's going to be looking around. He's going to see the people he loves with someone new And that's going to help him feel um, comfortable, you know, at least at first. I don't know why anyone would do this, but you certainly shouldn't suddenly have sleepovers every night. So if you introduce somebody and then maybe you guys start hanging out at the park, super casual or whatever, Mm -hmm. and get used to each other and, you know, skip the the PDA for a little while Mm -hmm. until things get comfortable. And, um, you know, again, just see how your son is dealing with it on both ends. 
But I think it's a very smart thing to put into a mediation agreement. And I'm really happy that they did that for you. And especially if your ex is worried about safety. Right. You know, for sure. I'm still recruiting a bonus mom. So (laughs) are you sure you don't want this? What are you looking at me like that for? (laughs) Comes with a good (laughs) ex-wife. I, I know. What did I say to you the other day? Like, I'll take you and the baby. <laughs> that kind of defeats the purpose though, doesn't it? Look, I just in, envision this life of like being best friends with this woman. And yeah. Because he has such a busy work schedule, be like, hey, I'm at right. work. And yeah. you going by right. school and grab Leo. Sometimes a friendship can't develop, but if it does, it really is like the most amazing thing in the world. I don't understand people that wouldn't want to meet, at least meet. There's people out there, you know, families, you know, that they don't want to meet each other. They want the wall there and we stick the kid through the little opening. (laughs) And resentment for each other still, not having to do with the kid. Yeah. I don't even think that's co-parenting, not called parallel parenting or something, but yeah, I don't know. If you change your mind, I know where to find you. <laughs> I know where to find him too. So no. <laughs> An error. <laughs> I'm not a very good snorkeler. Not, you know, I saw, you know, I can't go down for the octopus. I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, like, anyway. Inside jokes later. <laughs> later, later, later. That's part two. Yes. Stay tuned. We will yes. be. <laughs> All right, my love. Well, I think we should do this again. Oh, and I, you know, I wanted to let everybody know that's listening or watching. Uh, Lucy is an ambassador for the Co-Parenting Collective. So what that means Uh, in case you're wondering, is that she is open to discussing her journey. And um, it's essentially like a pay it forward. It's amazing that you will have someone else to call on and have someone else there. And you know, you learn from us and me and and then you're going to share that and also your own unique take on it. Essentially, it means she's there um, to spread the message of healthy co-parenting and how to get there and how to do it and share with you guys, um, what she's learned and answer any questions. So that's what that means. And, uh, her IG, I'm just going to throw this out here (laughs) again, she's single. Uh, her, her, her Instagram is, um, L-U-C-Y-Y-G-M-Z. And I'm going to put all that information wherever it's supposed to go. Um, so you can find her and talk to her if you want to. <laughs> Lucy, love you. Thank you. We'll, love you. We'll talk soon. I know we will. All right. Thanks, all. a wrap. Thank you guys so much for being here and listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. (sighs) Sorry about all the giggling. We just have too much fun. Uh, Keep in touch with us. Uh, Visit Lucy's page on Instagram, um, L-U-C-Y-Y-G-M-Z. 
and we are at the co-parenting collective um check out our website thecoparentingcollective.com but just keep in touch we love to always 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 uh get feedback from you and hear your perspectives and there'll be another episode coming your way very soon take care of each other